If you're all sitting comfortably, then we'll begin. Well, hey there, fellow nerds and ne'er-do-wells, and welcome back to the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fucknuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. Now then, it's episode 102. We managed to somehow squish together episodes 100 and 101 by soaring one episode in half. But you join us back if you've managed to hang on in there for all of the tension. Uh, It is episode 102. I know everyone is super excited to get back at it all. We've just got a few bits and pieces of housekeeping before we do kick things off. Uh, We just want to let you know that we are available on all of the social medias. Wherever you you do your socials, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, wherever you are, you can usually find us there. We're also on Instagram. We're trying out all the other things now that Elon has fucked up Twitter. We're also on Threads and on Blue Sky. You can find us there. Uh, So why not come track us down and come and chat to us? And also, if you do have the time, Why not consider giving us a cheeky little review? That would mean the world to us. Uh, All of your reviews and ratings help push us up the charts and spread the word of this silly nonsense far and wide. Right, let's kick on. We have the usual hive of scum and villainy this week. We have the one, the only, woke millennial thirst trap himself, Mr. Chris Neal. How you doing, buddy? Yay! The intro changes, but the shit jokes stay the same. Ow! What, they're shit? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you said shit, we said they stay the same. I I missed the book title. Is that because Chris is going to describe his own book today? Oh, no. Hey, hey, I thought I'd mix (laughs) it up a little bit. It can't always be the same stale jokes, all right? We need to, you know, we need to inject some new blood into this, all right? Just a rotation between the same two jokes uh yeah i'm good i'm good I'm, I'm i'm good i'm good thank you i'm back in my happy place um i'm that's your happy place fuck me i'd like to see you when you're... yeah yeah <laughs> i'll just get the aloe vera place. and rub it all over my burns <laughs> uh okay dogs, you've heard of... hang on haven't you two been on some sort of lads holiday you and mr chris rag do you want to fill the listeners in yeah on your debauched... apparently we've been to his sad place <laughs> now he's back in his Ooh. happy place now we're not on holiday anymore <laughs> spicy i meant because we came back to work this week now oh. i'm back in my oh. now i'm back in my happy place what's that listeners is that the sound of a u-turn I think I can hear a handbrake. What was that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. shit. Did someone do a sh- body shot off you, Mr. Chris Neal? Chris Rag, did you just sunbathe in your cable net jumper? What happened? Thankfully, there were no body shots on, on this trip. Okay. I did eat a big dick, though. You did. Whoa. You did eat a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> you did eat a really big dick. I know. Go pin, on. Pin waffle. Co- pin, covered in daddy's sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so like I went to a place and they did like penis shaped waffles, ah. uh, and I got like white chocolate sauce on it with uh, some Oreos. Is there any chance you took a photo? You, oh yeah, I'll, I'll send it to the group. And then, thank uh, you. Uh, I think I think a the group needs to see that, and b I feel like we should put that on social media. Okay, there you go, Mr. Chris Rag ate a big dick. It's hard to write this content. <laughs> And finally, a man who's been sunbathing in Finland, Mr. Matt Durant. Didn't didn't you go on about a big bag of pussy? Yes, 
I weakly enjoy a big bag of pussy. Uh, I don't know why I found it so funny. It's just I weakly enjoy a big bag of pussy. Oh, by the way, listeners, if you don't know, Matt lives in Finland. All right, I'm not just being crass, but the word for bag in Finnish is pussy, is it not? Yes, yes, you can use the word uh, pussy or kasi, which also means your testicle sack. What? Was it they went for both ends of genitalia when describing a bag? Uh, I suppose they did, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. No, nowhere else to go. We, you can see what's happened there, listeners. What's happened uh, comedically? We've driven into a cul-de-sac, and we're now going to have to do a three-point turn. The, it won't go into reverse. Like the, it just gets stuck. Yeah. It's so awkward. So, stay calm. Stay calm. You flooded the engine. You flooded the comedic engine. Just stay calm. Stay calm. We've stalled. Okay, we're fine. Right, and we're off again. Okay, there you mm. go. That was that was painful. Sound like a driving instructor. <laughs> <laughs> I should definitely go back to writing shit jokes. Uh, okay, dogs. Any other housekeeping? Oh, hang on. I wrote myself a list. I'm such a massive bell end. Right, Mr. Chris Neal, you've had some adventures. Do you want to tell the people all about what you've been up to with Actual Play UK? Uh, yeah, sure. So I joined in uh, for a pre record for their uh, Twitch stream uh, playing Ooh. a DD 5e supplement called The Tales Were True. So it's based on um, a fictional fantasy version of the UK, but where all the myths and fairy tales and legends are true. So I got to play with Jordan, uh, Jordan from Modified Role, uh, DM'd it. Uh, I got to play with Chloe from Chloe with the Flow um, and Deck of Many Aces. She's also going to be in... I'm looking out for this because it, it, it sounds absolutely hilarious. Um, she's also going to be appearing in a game called uh, Bowie's in Spelljammer. So all the characters are different, <laughs> different, different David Bowie characters from different from different films in space. So she has promised okay. that she's going to dress. She's going to dress up as the Goblin King. Um, and I was like, I got to see this. Um, and also we had Ben from Cybertopia and uh, Bardic from Bardic Knock. Um, we finished Ooh. it up. Uh, finished up the recording on Tuesday night, so I think tomorrow, Friday, the second part goes live on Actual Play UK's Twitch stream, uh, where you get to experience me playing as a little rat boy uh, and and playing as a monk with 55 feet movement speed and plus 11 to acrobatics. So it was a lot of running around That's and screaming and, and, and hitting people four times in one turn. Wow. No, there you go. Go and track that down. Is that just available on Twitch or is it available on YouTube as well? I think it's only available on Twitch off the top of my okay. head. Okay. Well, what we'll do, listeners, we'll drop it in the show notes, all right? Chris, remind me and we'll put a link into the show notes so the listeners can... And we'll share it on social media as well. I've been busy uh, doing Marishaft nights as well, uh, joining in with some of the other people from the D&D community, uh, playing on a weekly game with... Uh, we've got Sealy D&D, Cat Tulip, uh, K of K, and the wonderful Mashashi. Uh, and we've been, uh, yeah, exploring a universe I made up called Marishaft Nights, which is just a whole fucking lot of silliness. So you can find us on Twitch, Monday nights, 7.30 UK time. 
It's worth recognising the fact we hit 100 episodes. I know we've said it before, but I think that's absolutely wild. That's crazy. We've literally put out more than 200 hours of content, you deviants. And yet people still come to listen to us. I feel like the insult was unnecessary. Okay. Okay. It's, it's only right that we say a massive thank you to our uh, patrons, Catman Jones, Uncle Mike. Uh, we love you both. You're absolute legends and you keep inspiring us to make this great content. You want to become a patron of ours as well? Get yourself over to Patreon and uh, come find Adventurers Anonymous and pledge whatever you fancy and you can get your, you can get your mitts on some limited edition content. Exclusive content. It is worth just saying before we crack on, I had a cocktail. I know we don't talk about cocktails very often. I had a cheeky little cocktail. Uh, it was just a dirty cocktail. The barman just smashed a load of shit together and it was pretty good. It was like part rum. It had some um, meth in it and it had a whole load of chili. It was pretty fucking wicked. Like it burnt. I think, I think the part that was that was wicked was probably the meth that you were responding to. No, mezcal. Oh, I thought you said. I thought you said meth. No, no, not methamphetamines. It fully cut out the last syllable of that because it, it definitely meth. just sounded like you said meth. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. We just sprinkled methamphetamines all over my cocktail. No, <clears throat> I don't want to lose my job. I also had a um, one of the best cocktails of my life, which is also mezcal based at the weekend. Ah. I called mine Tiger Balm because it burnt my lips because of the amount of chili. What was your one called, uh, Mister Rag? Seasoning, I think. It kind of had almost like a bit of a Blooming Mary edge to it, like not in like texture, but like that kind of like um, umami, like some of that kind of herb mm-hmm. seasoning. It was nice. Amazing, amazing. I've just seen the picture of Chris Rag eating a massive dick. That's mm. made my day. I'm not going to lie. I feel like we need to share Happens. that with the listeners. Yeah, you you're enjoying that. Feel free. I've not seen you that happy in a long oh, time. Yeah. So. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but the sauce was just melted white chocolate, right? Yes. As opposed to human semen. Was it warm? <laughs> I took a bite out of that dick as well. It, it was tepid. <laughs> tepid. Not a word anyone wants, either on the plate or in the bedroom. <laughs> no. Tepid dick. <laughs> tepid dick. Get in line, everybody. <laughs> For my big tepid dick. If that's... <laughs> Shut up! Right, stop it, stop it, stop it. I need to sleep later, and I don't want mental images of your big, tepid dick. Right, fuck that shit. The only thing that can save us from this, listeners, is a recap. Are you retrobates ready for a recap? Retrobates. Tepidly. It's like reprobates, but retro. (laughs) Retro Sorry, I fully derailed you. Wow, somewhere out of all of that, we'll make a sound clip. Right, okay. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers in the 100th episode, they found themselves out uh, coming on the Lacidian Ocean to the to the edge of Maritopia, a floating ocean city that had been bombarded by a golden dragon that the players had pissed off uh, at the Everplume volcano and were trying to hunt down because the golden dragon in question had one of the four Emmentals, which are like magical MacGuffins that these these wonderful people are looking for. And the dragon had the fire Emmental baked into its chest. So the players descended upon Maritopia and as they got nearer, they saw that the dragon was torching the place and the residents of Maritopia were fleeing in rowing boats. And so naturally, they, they girded their loins and they took the dragon on. For the 100th episode, they, they, they showed down a dragon. 
things went about as well as could be expected, considering Lewis turned up to play Aristobulus live. Uh, the dragon was pelted with all sorts of magics. It was uh, shot in the face by a blunderbuss from uh, Hanash. It was electrified by bolts of lightning from Maud. Um, it, it, it got a rough, rough end to it. To cut a long story short, the dragon did kill Belsiar. But being that Belsiar is a vampire, he's going to be just fine. He turned into mist and he'll wake up on the boat. But, sad to say, the dragon did do away with Tati Bojangles as well, roasting him alive. Thankfully, he's got some very good friends. And once Aristobulus had done away with the dragon, Maud resurrected Tati, giving him back a couple of health points. But obviously, we pick up with Tati, incredibly badly burnt. I believe it's fair to say, Chris, you've lost your armour and weapons. You're certainly your bow has been melted. I lost my, lost my bow and my armour, yeah. And that's where we pick up with the shell of the dragon on the deck of Maritopia, which is a floating city. Tati is just sat up, completely burnt to a crisp, looking like a fried chipolata. Lady is all over him, excited that he's alive. Hanash is, well, he's walking on water, because that's a thing that he can do. He, he, Someone cast walk on water, so Hanash is, is, is doing a full Jesus. <laughs> Belsiar is currently missed and is about to wake up on the boat. And that's about where we're going to pick up. I'll let you freestyle from there. It's, the e- it's night. It's still nighttime, so the vampires are all fine. Uh, you've got a few hours till morning. You're standing on the deck of Maritopia, which is now smoking and burning. As you look around, you see little fires all across it on beams and rafters and various bits of roofing have fallen into the sea. You see a sunken boat just outside uh, the main gates. And as you, all you can hear around you is the cries and wails of residents who are looking for loved ones. As we pick up with the the burnt, crispy form of Tatty on the deck. Um, is the the is the dragon's body like on the ramparts of Maritopia, or has it fallen into yeah. the water? Okay, nah. Just imagine the dragon is huge. It's got one wing flopped over the palisade wall, another wing just floating on the surface of the water, and the front yeah. head, skull, and chest have all been melted by the spectral splooge that Aristobulus fired out of his spiritual weapon that was, for the sake of the rules of D&D, acidic, which <laughs> burnt through the skull. Oh, don't you snicker at me, it's deadly serious. Uh, burnt through the skull of the dragon. What you can see, Tatty, is the scale in the middle of the chest where the Emmental is. And as you look deeper into the chest of the dragon, you can see inside the stomach cavity various bits and bobs glittering. Bits and bobs, you say? Is there enough of, like, trying not to phrase this in the most comedic setup way, but is has it left enough, enough of a gap that I can that I can like investigate what's in there myself or would we need to would we need to do some impromptu surgery to open up the dragon I think it's safe to say you've got a picture of what's in the ruptured intestines of the dragon but you would not be able to get the full picture without a little bit of what we shall say explorative surgery let's let's call it that I'm going to shout for Hanash Hanash 
You want to come rip a dead dragon apart and get some treasure? As soon as I hear this, I just start, like... I get all four of running like, like a werewolf. <laughs> wow. Across the waves with your walk on water. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> and then I try and use my um, my metal thing on my skull to, like, bury into it. So I'm going to fall pelt and I try and, like, almost, like, headbutt my way into the dragon. Holy fuck. Just for anyone joining the podcast at this point, I know we've got 100 episodes in our back catalogue. If you're not aware, Hanash has a giant metal spike sticking out the side of his skull, which he he gave himself whilst, uh, we'll call it a blunderbuss accident with a church door. But uh, he has a metal spike sticking out the side of his skull, which is fused into his head. Uh, so you, you're, you're skull-fucking a dead dragon. Yes. Don't think you know what skull-fucking is. <laughs> <laughs> don't kink shame me Chris Neal dear god how dare you just because I'm not sure what all the letters in BDSM mean I don't, I don't think you know what kink shaming is either <laughs> I was just about to say that is one of the letters in BDSM skull because in which case <laughs> bodies, dicks, skulls and that was a nervous laugh from Mr Chris Rank there okay okay I'm just saying I'm not you know, very vanilla. Not like, you know, Mr. Chris Rags, giant tepid dick. I am more vanilla. So, right. Getting back at it. Yeah. You don't worry. Don't worry, Matt. We will get we'll get to Belsia. He's just having a little lie down time as missed. Uh, we will we will get back to you. Bit wow. Yeah. Yeah, there's all those fucking people you've been eating. Uh, right, yeah. Hanash, you full on headbutt the dragon now normally uh, it's a gold dragon it has metallic scales but they've been so badly ruptured from the impacts and the battle that you find a sort of various a slash down the side of the dragon's um, flank as you just pelt full steam into the side of the dragon could, just for shits and giggles can you make me an athletics check of course I can Fourteen. Fourteen! So as you, yeah, you run full pelt, you, uh, Tatty, you just turn your head and just hear a scream as you see a green flash slam into the flank of the dragon, just literally going in, uh, exploding into the chest and stomach cavity of the dragon as you see the popping of the entrails tatty as a warm rush of fluids blood viscera just pour out of the cavity back onto you tatty which is exactly what you need in your traumatic thing but also as you look a whole trove of shiny treasure and various bits and bobs that the dragon has consumed wash down sort of at your feet tatty as you look up and just see a smiling orc face Inside the chest uh. of the dragon. Muzzle tough, it's a boy. <laughs> Get off my gold. I found it. It's mine. You say we've got a few hours till sunrise? We will spend, if need be, two hours and 59 minutes uh, getting all the gold and treasure and everything out of this dragon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will say you've got two hours till sunrise. What I'm going to say is going to kill two birds with one stone. You're going to spend an hour of that doing this, but in that hour, that buys us Belsiar back. So by the time we finish this, Belsiar will be back in the game because he will be back in his 
physical vampiric form restored back to his health. But the thing we need to know about Belsiar's character was when he died with the dragon and he turned into mist, he did lose all of his equipment. So you you did lose the squealer, I'm afraid. It did well in that fight, though. That was like a full 70-something points of damage it did. That was crazy. If you're only going to use your weapon once and lose it in the ocean, that was the way to do it. Uh, I think due to a... whatever you want to call it, the rules, I think you get to keep the clothes you're wearing. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, you do. Mercifully. Which in a hideous turn of events means you're still wearing the skin of a old lady as a cape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry listeners again if you don't know uh, Belsiar is a vampire a crocodile and has been for several episodes wearing the flayed skin of an elderly lady that he ate as I a contain snack. multitudes stop listing our faults like it's a criminal record this isn't a clip show alright no 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 that's okay that's okay so what's happening just to paint a little picture for the listeners what's happening whilst Tati and Hanash are going through all the goodies that I'm about to list for you there's a bunch of orphans that are on the boat those orphans have lost their family they've lived a traumatic life Um, they've lived out at sea in Maritopia and you rescued them and put them in the hold of your boat and as they all play looking over at one of the bunk beds, there's just the flat skin of a dead old lady. And over the course of the next hour, it's slowly going to inflate with gas. <laughs> As these horrified children just shake and cry in the corner. As we watch the, the form of, of Belsiar inflate this almost like bladder, this pig skin of an old dead lady. And we're just going to cut away from that beautiful picture. We're just going to leave it where it is. Just, just for you to, 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 to mull on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that flailing guy you always get above second-hand car dealerships that just, like, flapping around in the wind. Yep, that's exactly it. Okay, we're just going to leave is that, that like where it is. constant stream of, like, farts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's the sound of a balloon. <laughs> it's like for if we hour. poke a hole in it, then Belsia will just fly around the room. <laughs> Somewhere there's just a little orphan with a stick just poking it because he's the brave one. (laughs) Right, right. So that's an hour. So, you know, you do with that hour what you want. But in that hour, Hanash, Tati, and we'll say Toad Flaps, Mords, and Aristobulus, they can be doing whatever they wish. You find in... The in, in, in the treasure trove that was inside the dragon, which it had eaten, because gold dragons like eating. In fact, all metallic dragons like eating treasure. You find a ring with a golden band and a ruby on it. And I can drop this list into the chat, by the way, so don't you have, go as wild as you want with your note-taking. You find 12,486 gold. You can, you can narratively play out who counted it as you wish. Uh, 546 silver. Tatty's the treasurer. 3,443 copper. You find a bottle that contains a clear gelatinous oil that sparkles with tiny silver shards as you shake it, like a snow globe full of metal. Sounds like someone's about to get slippery. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. (laughs) 
You find a wooden wand, which is inscribed with flickering flames up the shaft of the wand. You find a potion bottle full of a clear liquid, and floating in the middle of the clear liquid is a giant fingernail. You find another potion bottle that looks empty. But Hanaj, when you pick it up and shake it, it feels like it has liquid in it. Even though when you look at it, it appears to be empty. You find another large bottle which is red and the contents glimmers. You find a bog-standard staff, which for the sake of the rules of D&D, I'm going to say is a staff plus two. Because you know a well-honed staff when you see one. Uh, It's a staff plus two. You find a locket with the initials J and J inscribed into it. It's a silver locket, just in case, you know, you wanted to know. You find a pipe and a bag of tobacco. You find an envelope with a poorly written love letter in it, which on close inspection seems to be written from Jenny and to someone called Job. You find a lead amulet, a potato and the glowing green orb that you fed to the dragon in the first place. Oh, yeah. And that's your haul. Um, that's all pretty good. Uh, I can sort out splitting the split in the gold amongst everybody. Everything else will probably need identifying anyway, um, or most of it will. Well, by the rules of D&D, anybody can identify a potion if you make a <laughs> arcana It's your legal right. <laughs> if anyone would like to make an arcana check... You may have... The idea of the Arcana check, by the way, because I did a little reading on this because I was curious, it means your character takes a little bit of the potion in their mouth, swills it around, spits it out, and gives it their best, oh, I reckon I know what this does. I don't think that's... I don't think that's what it means. Uh... It's in the rules! I read it! What I believe now. I don't know what rules you read, but... The the AJ rules of D&D? That's not how we will be testing these potions. Uh... Okay. Okay, it's fine. I, I'm with AJ. I think it's like when you get like a, a bottle of baby milk and you kind of put it on your on your on your nipple and make sure it's not too hot or whatever you do with baby milk. Sorry, did you say put it on your nipple? What did you What did you say? That's my most sensitive place. So I put it on my, on my nipple. Right, I'm so confused. <laughs> Are you like in a cafe and you see someone else getting fed and you're like, "Oh, here, let me." <laughs> <laughs> you're like, well, you know, you, you, you've warmed up your milk. You want to make sure it's not going to burn your baby. So, you know, you just... I also love how you described the act of watching watching someone else feed their baby as watching someone else get fed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a free meal. I just imagine, Mr. Chris, there's no such thing as a free meal. Dear God. Right. Uh, totally up to you. Yeah, uh, you can do. All I'm saying is you can you can attempt an arcana check to work out what potions are. Who's, who's sick at Arcana? I'm guessing Belsior's pretty good. No, I'm not. No, no I'm, a, I'm a magician who doesn't know any. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> I have a solid plus three to Arcana. Oh, that's pretty good. If we wait until morning, I will be able to change that to a plus six. Y- you oh. will, but, but, but Hanash will be dead. He will immolate. 
So just as you get really good at Arcana, your friend's going to turn into dust. Not if we get back in the fucking boat. And make a, make a smorgasbord of portions. Yeah, portions. Smorgasbord of portions. Portions. Magical portions. Yeah, we uh, we we get the hole back to the um, back to the boat, and I guess we. So I need to look at the map. Once we're once we're back on the boat, and once once Hanash is out of out of the danger zone, we can do some thinking. Okay. Can I um? Can I get something from the dragon before we go? Can I uh, get one of its teeth, please? Ooh, good good call. Yeah, absolutely. You you look up. Its teeth are in pretty good. Nick, to be honest, uh, you've got, yeah, real sharp kind of incisors and fangs, and you've got the various, like, crushing molars at the back. What are you going after? I want, I want like, uh, one of the sharpest ones I can find. The fangs. He's got two fangs sticking proud. He's got an overbite. Oh, yes, As, yeah, I think you'd uh, make me an athletics check. Sure. And describe to me how you're going to get this tooth out. I am really interested. 19. So, how am I going to get it out? What do I have on me? Uh, A blunderbuss. (laughs) Stand back, everybody. I got this. Okay, so I take my blunderbuss and I kind of, (laughs) not on the teeth, but like, maybe like, I don't know. Like half a foot away from the teeth, I'm gonna make do like a, a circle of blunderbuss shots. I'm just gonna like point it straight down and go to try and like loosen uh, the area around, the like teeth, all the way around the, the around the fang. Yeah, and then I'm gonna r- walk twenty yards away. I'm gonna sprint and I'm gonna rugby tackle. Oh no, that's sharp. That's probably not a great idea. <laughs> Natural one. <laughs> <laughs> It goes right through the roof of, just through the bottom of your chin, up through the roof of your mouth, and into your into your brain. Okay, so I've got my morning star. So like once I've kind of like dug down into like with my blunderbuss, mm. I'll use the morning star to like knock it out. Now it's loosened up. Okay, I think that paints a beautiful picture. And you said you're gonna you rolled a nineteen. Yes. P- please, please, please make him roll for each shot. <laughs> I'm not that mean. I'm not that mean. Uh, Okie dokes. Right. So, yeah, everything you imagine. Now, the the interesting thing here is the people of the city are already traumatized. There's barely anyone left. There's lots of crying, destitute people as they look over to their heroes, hoping for a, a word of reassurance or maybe some aid as. All they do is basically just desiccate the corpse, desecrate even, they desecrate the corpse of the dragon and just piss off back into their boat as as they look over, as, you know, one of one of you just blunderbusses the face of a dragon off. Yes. Oh, I thought they were, I thought they were busy, I thought they were busy uh, looking for their loved ones. I didn't think they wanted money. God, I would love to people. see you in an Oxfam crisis appeal. Just wandering around in like a war-torn country. Oh, I had no idea you were hungry. <laughs> Eating a sausage roll. They're fine. They can swim. <laughs> can I find one that's like walking around on their own? Oh. Yes, make me a perception check. Oh, no, no family? No parents? Obey yourself? 
Dick okay, hold on. Dick hold on. <laughs> I'm hungry. How did you lose your last remaining listener? Victimizing the destitute. Six. Hi, Nash. Get <laughs> eight in. Well, if I don't find all these, it's going to be orphans. So, which did you say you six? Yeah, I got six. Yeah, six. It's like it's orphans. Uh, you see an elderly lady standing on the quayside, just smoke and just dirt has pebble dashed the side of her face. She's looking tired as she leans on the railings, looking out into the water at various floating bodies. A single tear rolls down her cheek as you walk up beside her and engage her in small talk. And just as... You point at something in the water and she turns away. Your fangs come out as you go for her neck. She's not having any of it. She does Pilates for the elderly and she spins around and cracks you in the shin with her stick. And as you're holding on to your bruised shin, she just scuttles off into the shadows, leaving you both hungry and hopping. I get out of the blunderbuss. I start tracking her. <laughs> she's gone. On a six. On a, on a six, she's gone. As you do look over, there are there are bodies floating in the quayside. Oh, they're not fresh, though. So. <laughs> you don't want that saltwater bloat. Yeah. Saltwater bloat, name of the episode. No, I, I, I respect her moxie. I, I, uh, I respect her wow. moxie and I walk away. Okay. As you go back onto the boat, hobbling slightly, uh, your pride bruised. Yeah, everyone's everyone's on the boat. Belsiar is back, 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 baby. Belsiar is back in his corporeal form. As you see, all of the orphans and the Aldani chef are in the hold. Is it an old lady cape, or are you wearing an old lady face? It's, it's, it's a cape. The face is part of the cape. <laughs> is that like a hood that comes out? Yeah. It's like a really shit cloak of disguise. <laughs> just, just pull it over your face like a, like a balaclava. No one suspects an old lady. And Ash certainly didn't. And by the way, listeners, when we said that Belsiar pulls it over his face, he is a crocodile. His mouth is about a foot and a half long. <laughs> yeah. As he pulls the skin of an old lady over the shaft of his face, as it looks like one of those plague doctors. <laughs> you remember bug, the bug man in Men in Black? Oh, oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or like the scene in Beetlejuice. Old people have too much skin anyway. I'm, sh- I'm sure it'll work out all right. Can I do a quick um, a, a ribbon routine where I pull the coloured scarves out of my skin sleeves and and just try and lighten the mood a bit a little bit fucking hell okay there has never been in the history of dming a better use of the performance skill check <laughs> but what i am going to say to you now is not negotiable you will roll at disadvantage because you are trying to entertain orphans whilst wearing the skin of a dead lady <laughs> i will i i'll take that Okay. God, these orphans are so fucking demanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you saying are you saying that out loud, Tati? No. Come on. Double nat twenty. Oh um that's a, a four and a three, so that's a five <laughs> for my my best score. 
Yeah, it's hard to tell what you're pulling out of this poor lady's sleeves, but you're just pulling ribbons and banners and you're doing a dance and you're twirling around as the back of her skin just flays around from side to side. As the, as you take one step forward, the kids take two steps back <laughs> until their backs are pinned to the back hull as you're doing your very best. Uh, you pull a coin out of the dead lady's ear and just chuck it to the kids as it just bounces. <laughs> With an echo at their feet, none of them daring to go near it. As you just hear a voice from the side, as you see the Aldani chef, who's who's been out to take a piss, comes back, who's like, Whoa, dude! Maybe, like, lay off scaring the orphans. Oh, you... you. It's, he's like a crab man, right? That's racial. I'm a lobster. <laughs> He's a, yeah. For those who don't know, now Danny is a half man, half lobster. So yeah, he is pretty fucking hideous. Imagine a giant lobster with the face of a man on all fours, and you're, you're about there. Look, AJ. Only Belsiar is, is allowed to be only a, only Belsiar is allowed to be racist. He's the crocodile here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Um, That's, I would expect that from an alligator. Mix me up with an um, Yeah. As you. <laughs> You, yeah, as you insult the half-man, half-lobster by calling him a crab, he's like, maybe we should all just chill out, take a moment. How would you like to make some drug money? He looks over at the kids, he looks over at you, and he's like, how about you wait until we're outside? Okay, can we go outside? Well, I can. Take take a walk with me, crabman. You're a vampire. Oh, yeah, shit, no, yeah. He just lays an arm around you, and by an arm, I mean a claw, as he's like, I see you're new to this whole vampire thing. Yeah. Uh, are you a vampire? No. <laughs> no, fuck with. I'm a lobster. Listen, if you could just lay off the children, and for the love of God, please don't eat them. No, I've been, I can, I can get by. He looks over at Hana. She's like, "Listen, if maybe you could have a word." I don't know. He's he's uh, alluring to himself. Listen, we are fully thankful for all you did. You totally rescued us, but that doesn't mean you get to eat one orphan. Not even a little bit. No, dude, non-negotiable. But look, we can totally get off this boat and be out of your hair. I've just eaten, so I, I can go a whole day without eating anyone else, if that if that helps, Mr. Aldani. You just see a child cry as you say that out loud. I could, uh... What's wrong with this child? I could go for some scampi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> as you just see, the Aldani just slowly ushers the children out. He's like, I would just like to say from the bottom of my heart, Thank you. This guy's voice is crazy. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll just. Why the racial slur, dude? I'll, uh, I'll, as he's leaving, I'll just be like, "You don't want us to drop you off somewhere? Oh, okay. You'd rather be in the fire? Okay, bye, dude. If you want some ointment, I could totally make you a salve. That'd be super appreciated. In all actuality, one good turn deserves another. You did save us. Maybe I could give you some barrels of oil. That'd be sick. Sick as hell. Oil. It would be great. Uh, 
Is there any chance that some of the oil in the city did not burn up being <laughs> extremely flammable? <laughs> he looks at you for a while. Dude, vegetable oil is not flammable. <laughs> I won't question it. Um, yeah. Uh, if you have some oil that you'd be happy to give, happy to give us, uh, we'll, we'll take, we'll take as much as you've got. On your life that you will not eat an orphan. It's not really my thing. Young orphans or old orphans? Because like many old people... You mean today or forever? Old orphans are just are just adults. They're just normal adults. That's fine. <laughs> he just looks at you he's like, These orphans! Oh, okay. And he's pointing at them with his with his claws like this. Yeah, he's got like his eight legs. He's out like a spider. These <laughs> orphans cutting their hair accidentally. <laughs> yeah, they all have like really uneven hair. <laughs> I I say deal. That sounds great. Um, do you guys? I mean, we we need to go uh, to the. I tell him where we need to go for the. Water Emmental. The Diver's Grave. The Diver's Grave, that's it. Yeah. We need to go to the Diver's Grave that's near Besaft Isle, between there and Darktoe Isle. So as much oil as you've got would be great, and no orphans will be harmed. Guaranteed. Whoa, dude. I was doing it out of gratefulness, and now you're trying to make out like it's a bargaining chip for these little... Awfulets. Just <laughs> maybe leave them be. As he goes to just reach out, he just he holds out a giant claw towards you to shake your hand. Um, I'll fist bump it. There with the racial again. I don't think AJ knows what racism <laughs> is. <laughs> That's okay, dude. Uh, yeah. Some of my best friends are gnomes. Wow, this guy. This is a difficult interaction. Okay, yeah, how much? How much? How much oil you got? I'll need to check. Hold on. As he takes the orphans, looking the whole time, he's looking at Hanash as he takes the orphans out. That's cool. Maybe do a head count Confide. between 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 here and Maritopia. As the last little orphan turns around, just looks at you all and says, "Bye." As they head out the door. On you go, kid. Bye. And you're left on your boat to your own devices. Scuttle, the Eldani chef, will be back momentarily whilst you check out what you got. So you see him walk out, close the hatch, and scuttle off down the quayside. I am going to examine the because i think i bought some more like black powder ammo for the for the pistol that i've got Mm. i just want to i just want to open up the loading mechanism in that and just check that it's check that it's good and just 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 load it i think we said it was like it had to be reloaded after every shot right Mm. Yeah, yeah 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 that makes sense make me an insight check Five. Five. You can see the pan, the bit where you're supposed to put the powder, and you can see the powder, and you can see one goes in the other. 
but your ability to discern what good from bad is is minimal. Okay, maybe I'll just put the pistol away for now. Yeah, all the other stuff will will divvy up amongst ourselves uh, at some point. It won't. Most of it doesn't matter because we once we get to a a shop that has identified, we'll 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 figure out what everything is. Um, yeah, I think I think Tatty kind of is a little bit fidgety and a little bit a little bit nervous. Just maybe not nervous, but like a little bit fidgety. Just walking around. Um, but he goes up to everyone and he's like, "Guys, we just killed a fucking dragon. Let's um, let's take a moment to recognize that, really internalize that, because uh, that's a it's, a it's a big it's a big achievement. You all comported yourself like like real professionals, which is disgusting, but." It's, it's really, really knocked it out of the park. As you say that, you just see Aristobulus just walks in <laughs> and just holds you in an embrace. He's like, yeah, that's really important to recognise. As he just holds your face into his stomach for too long. What a smell. What a <laughs> smell that would be. <laughs> As you go to disengage, your skin, which is all burnt off, has started weeping as you find your cheek is stuck to his robe of stars as you just peel away with a slight jolt as you can see, like, threads of stars just, like, down the side of your face. Oh, I need to... I need to lie down. It's a good thing we already lost uh, last listener. I need to lie down for... Three to five business years. Uh, <laughs> business years. This is, this is this is not good. I'm going to be wearing my my cloak with my hood up a lot of the time wherever we go, unless I need to intimidate someone, in which case I will pull the hood down and give them the eye. <laughs> okay, looks right. So that's what you're all doing. I'm going to suggest we take a quick drinks break here before you. Do whatever the hell you want to do as the next leg of your journey. Or maybe you want to stay here a bit longer in Maritopia. Or maybe you want to revisit some old haunts. Or maybe you want to investigate some of the shit you've got in your possession. But we're going to take a quick drinks break, listeners. And we will be back in five. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao, belle. Ciao, Belland. I don't think that's... I don't, I don't think that's it. Well, I didn't do Finnish, so I thought I'd do Italian today. Back in a minute. Back in a minute. Ciao, Bellend. You pussy. Wow. <laughs> Eat a tepid dick. Eat a bag of tepid dicks. Eat a pussy of tepid dicks. There's someone at work who wanders around with a critical role. Jumper on, and I've still not been like, hey, we've got a massively inappropriate podcast you could listen to. <laughs> it's very difficult to break that with someone, like, just be like, do you want to listen to our podcast? You might hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I do it all the time, though. Not with work, with, like, family members. Like, I'll do it at, like, you know, reunions, funerals. I'll just drop it in there. Like that guy just handing out business cards. Bar mitzvahs. Bar mitzvahs, yeah. There's always a lot of those in our family. Yeah. 
It's what I did at my at my grandma's funeral the other week. As I was throwing dirt on the coffin, I said one one less listener. <laughs> wow. No, too dark. Too dark. A, a little too close. I to genuinely the bone. thought you were going to go with the eulogy For you? whilst I was doing the eulogy. For you? Okay. Just, no, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. If I had one. So, bringing the episode back together, picking up where we left off. In the first half, uh, the players counted the cost of the destruction of the dragon, quite literally, finding a hoard of treasure. And Hanash found out the hard way that not everything is a snack. As you've gathered back together on the boat, trying to work out your next course of action... Tatty, you look out of the port side window and see the sun slowly peeking into the morning sky. Cool. And make sure that Belsiar and Hunash are both below deck. Thanks. Thanks, Mum. Sun Sunwatch. Sunwatch. Duck me in. <laughs> You've never sounded more northern. Duck me in! Tuck me in, Bal. Bring me pie. Took me in. Where's this? Where's this? Where's this fucking Aldani? <laughs> All right. Can't get no service in a ruined city. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just as you're starting to scab over, as all of your burns are just starting to to settle in, you hear a, a knock at the door. As you just hear the Aldani go, dude, I managed to salvage you four barrels. Four barrels. That's that's amazing, dude. Um, yeah, um, well, um, I'll I'll help him take them down to the um, wherever we've been keeping the oil barrels. To be fair, mm-hmm. I mean these are giant drums of oil, and you're a gnome. So when you say you're going to help him, in as much as you just point. Well, I mean, if he's carried them here, I assume I assume like we can. I assume me helping him will will we can carry one at a time between us. Um, yeah, yeah. just make some awkward small talk as we do just be like so Maritopia is pretty 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 good usually this time of year <laughs> without the fire <laughs> and death <laughs> he's like dude this is not the first time that we've rebuilt Maritopia cool we're survivors it'll be okay well now we've got the dragon Tourism, dude. People yeah. come for the dragon. Just think. Get some of those dragon scales on the um, on the outside of the rampart wall. <laughs> that'll that'll be intimidating. Yeah, dude. Put the dragons. Put the dragon's head. Put oh, put the dragon's head at, at the front of a ship. Oh, yeah, that's so cool. Just imagine those sweet tourist dollars. We could be like Jersey, dude. Totally. Yeah, dream a dream a little bigger. <laughs> okay, could be like sure. Jersey. Uh, he helps you get the barrels on. He thanks you. He, his ginormous claw that could do a lot of damage shakes your tiny little hand as he's like, "Once again, dude, I would like to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. You had no did reason you, um, to come. Did you um, did you manage to uh, find any any ointment?" On your on your travels, I'm um, I'm feeling a bit extra crispy, if you know what I mean, dude. 
as he reaches in with one of his little, like, mandible... Not mandibles, that's the wrong word. He's got little, like, opposable hands at the front as he just, like, reaches into a top pocket and he just brings you out a cloth package and as he opens it, he's like, I've got butter. I'm good. You, um... You save the butter for the orphans. I'll, uh... I'll find her here, like, on my travels. Dude, I patted this butter myself. Mm -hmm. This is kelp butter. No, I'm good. I'm good, dude. You keep, you keep. Fully it. organic kelp dude. butter, dude. Okay, fine. Okay. Save it for save it for a rainy day. Yeah, because that's the only time we butter our bread when it rains. Okay, right. Well, it's been emotional, dude. Also, by the way, you did say, did I want to make some drug money? Yes, I'm glad you've asked. Your Belsiar appears from around the corner like, yes. Emerge from the shadows. Yes. Ah, yes, drug money. It, you just see my, my shadow pass across the uh, the wall mysteriously, and then I appear behind you. Um, yes. You being a, a lobster man can get to the bottom of the ocean, right? Uh, I mean, okay, I feel like you're racially reaching here, but okay, what do you need? Can you? Also, the bottom of the ocean is a very long way down. Well, that's, do do I know, I can roughly, where did I die? Were we near, were we kind of in open ocean? Are you asking me or are you breaking the fourth world? I'm I'm breaking the fourth wall, lobster man. I'm I'm speaking directly to God. <laughs> Don't call him God. His ego's already <laughs> fucking it's big enough. Jesus Christ! You could you could pinpoint within a rough like uh, diameter of about fifteen meters where you died. Some of your gore splattered down on the roof of some of the buildings when you were crushed in the maw of the dragon. Okay, I say to um, uh, uh, the the lobster man. Dude, you don't even know my name. <laughs> Starts with an A, uh, Alan. Fuck me. Asphyxial. Astrobluus. Methus. Mephistopheles. Mephistopheles. Mr. Mr. Mephistopheles. Could you, how much money would it take? It's Linguini. Mr. Linguini, I apologize. It's not, it's Scuttle. I'm fucking with you. Scuttle, my name's Scuttle, dude. Scuttle. Anyway, cut to the point. How, How much would it cost for me to pay you to take a little trip down to the bottom of the ocean and see what you can dredge up. Because there's there's two items that are very dear to me. Well, I guess there's, there's two items that are very dear to me and one item I feel bad about, which is my... There's an, Cryptic. There's an extremely potent weapon. Right. A small vial containing the essence of the man I lost my virginity to. (laughs) 
I will jump in here as the DM. You said in the episode that you took it off and safekeeping and put it. Oh, I as did. Yes. He hands it back to you. He's like, dude, you told me to keep this for you. As he hands you back Algorandi's blood and a vial. Oh, that's, that's awesome. What a sentence. And a, a talking short sword, which I feel a bit bad if it's sentient. I don't know if it's sentient, but I don't want it to be at the bottom of the ocean for like 100,000 years. Yeah, that sword's dead. <laughs> just, just, he finally finds it and it's high. There'll be 54,332 <laughs> bottles on the world. Just singing to itself on the bottom of the ocean. Okay. I mean, you can you can do it whenever and and, and post it to us. No, 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 no. Post it, really. Yeah. He's like, make, um, oh God. make me a persuasion check. Okay. I mean, I've got lots of money. I'm not even going to say a disadvantage because you're wearing the skin of a dead lady. Ooh, uh, 18, dirty, 20. Ooh! He looks over at the pile of gold glittering and he looks over at the smouldering wreckage of Maritopia as he's like, all right, dude, I could probably have a skinny dip if you want, but I'd say it'd cost you 500 gold pieces. Oof. Um, Call it a little fun towards the rebuilding of Maritopia. 400? And I'll let you keep anything else you find. At the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Rocks. I mean, Coral. that's nature's anyway, not yours. You have no idea what the taxes are like down there. Anything you bring back, the government will take 20%. <laughs> On a 19. Um, 20. Dirty 20. Make me a further persuasion for the 400. Come on, now we're talking. Can I give him advantage on this one? Can I give him the help action? Yeah, you can. If you if you can compellingly tell me how you will help him, a hundred percent, yes. Uh, I say, uh, look the 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 dragon scales that you've got will will whether you keep them and affix them to the walls of the the walls of the city or sell them, they'll pay for themselves ten times over. Uh, with with those dragon scales, you're going to be able to either protect or, you know, sell and and feed feed the orphans uh, for for years to come, and and they should help with the reconstruction of the city. I would say that's more than compelling. Yes, roll with advantage. Just wanted Tay to come in and be like, "You've been doing me a favor, hey, 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 hey." Okay. Well, I, load, I rolled lower on the second one, so that didn't help at all. Um, that's an eight. An eight. He's like, dude, 500 is a fair price. All right, fine. I guess it is a one-of-a-kind uh, piece. piece uh, he's like, if you're here for like another half hour, I'll have a skinny dip. As you just see him scuttle off he crawls out of the porthole he stands on the edge as you just see him like just into the water as he just vanishes under the surface swimming down nice you just see his chef's hat just floating to the top as he forgot to take it off has he has he never been swimming before (laughs) jesus christ now you're gonna make me make him a check 
based against the fact that he can swim to the bottom of the ocean. What kind of fucking check that going to be? Okay. This is testing my DM skills to its limit. What's athletics, though, is that? <laughs> Just athletics. He needs need athletics, but then he also needs investigation. So as an Aldani, he's naturally able to breathe underwater, so we don't need to calculate how long he can hold his breath for. But we do need to make an athletics check as it gets crushing down there. But he is a lobster, so he does so he have can, chitinous yes, armor. He can equalize his pressure. So. Well, that's a question. Yeah. He rolled a two for the <laughs> athletics, which is great, as he bobs back up to the surface instantly. You just see his head reappear 30 seconds later as he's like, well, dude, maybe, like, have you got something to weigh me down? Like, to get me to the bottom? I can shoot ice knife at you until you get my goddamn <laughs> laser gun. <laughs> The power of ice knife compels you. (laughs) Make me an intimidation check, Belsiar. Ridiculous. Okay. Uh, That's a ten. A ten. He's like, stop fucking about. I need the money. You need the goods. Have you got something heavy, dude? No, I haven't got anything. It all fell in the ocean. That's that's my problem. <laughs> He's looking at the boat. He's like, have you got something in the hold? I think we've got some buckets. <laughs> I love the way you've gone from threatening to weepy in about six heartbeats. You're like, I'll fucking kill you! And you're like... <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. I'm gonna see if I have anything that I could I could use. Yeah, Hannah, for... she must have something. Come on. You can have my shields. That's pretty pretty heavy, right? Yeah. Probably heavy enough. Um yeah. I have my shield, dude. He's going to leave it at the bottom of the ocean, you know. As you just wing the shield into the water like a life preserver. It just bounces off the fucking lobster as he's uh yeah, dude, that'll do. That'll do nicely. I can't guarantee I can bring it back, though. Well, if you can't bring it back, you'll have to knock some of the gold off, won't you, Cal? <laughs> All right, fuck you. I'll do it for 400. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> while while he goes down, I want to I want to turn and talk to Hanash. My uh this is this is uh maybe a little awkward. Uh, in the in the fight, my my bow was uh, destroyed basically, and in the the searing heat of dragon fire. So I was I was wondering I was wondering if you fancy doing your pal a favor uh, and lending me your crossbow for a little while until I can until I can find another bow, and then you'll get it right back. Oh, she's mulling it over. It was important until the freaky devil <laughs> man came out. <laughs> and then I was cleansed! I love the way you two have only just fought. Narratively, less than a day earlier, you two were like threatening to kill each other. And now you're like, hey, could you do me a solid? Can I borrow your crossbow? <laughs> yeah. 
This is this is the adventure in life, son. Yeah. You can have my crossbow. I never use my crossbow. You can keep it, sweetheart. Are you sure? <laughs> oh, what, yeah. what, what an absolute bad. It's heartwarming. Uh, what's Here's some bolts as well, and I throw, throw a bolt in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I fall to the ground like a child. <laughs> I've been struck! Hanash, make me an athletics check. And Tatty, make me a dexterity saving throw. What am I, what am I making the dex saving throw for? Uh, a bolt in the He's eye. He's thrown a bolt at you. I'm fully throwing myself on the ground when he does it. I'm fully doing this as like a... Yes, that's how a dexterity saving throw works. You need to be faster at throwing yourself on the ground than he is at hurling a bolt at you. I I wasn't doing it... I I wasn't doing doing it to avoid it. I'm doing it to, like, take it and then make a performance of it. (laughs) All right. Uh, That's a 16. 23. Uh. <laughs> Tati, you take three points of piercing damage as the blade glances off you. The, 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 the bolt glances off you as you take three points of piercing damage as you now have a crossbow and some bolts. That seems to be the most Hanash way of gifting someone a... That that is the price. The price has been paid. <laughs> I pretend to be dead. For, for as long as you stand there, I pretend to be dead. <laughs> I get to buy him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's dead anyway. <laughs> Phenomenal. Right, let's get back to the Aldani, who's holding a massive metal shield, dives under the water, now gets to make his athletics check with advantage. Oh, fuck. Rolls a six. Plus, okay, right, yeah. And then... Oh. Like, he's down there, and for the longest time, like, you're you're giving up on him. You, you just see bubbles slowly drift away. He's down there. He's taken it the hard way uh, as he makes an investigation check for your stuff. Now, the chances of finding something on the bottom of the ocean specifically are astronomical. What if he rolls a nat 20 on his investigation? Or what if he rolls a 12 on his investigation? That's pretty good. That's above 10. Yeah, more than 11. He comes back puffing and wheezing without the shield. He's like, so dude, uh, full disclosure, I'm afraid I did not find anything. But no catch, no charge. So funny story, your shield is now on the bottom of the ocean. So if you want to pay me to find your shield... Sounds like there's a fucking charge, buddy. <laughs> give me Double or quits? He's like, dude, I just gave you four barrels of oil. Get off my case. As he looks at you, he looks at the bleeding former tatty on the floor, looks back at you and just dives under the water. Has he run away? Has this guy fucking run away? I hate this guy. Not tatty. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying me. I hate him. So there was no fine, no charge. So you didn't lose any money, but Hanash, you did lose your shield. Belsia, I'm sad to say this fuckwit Aldani chef did not manage to recover your talking sword or your, or the squealer. So unfortunately, you're going to have to mark those off for now. But you do have four barrels of oil for the boat. 
Yes. I think, actually, I did write down how many barrels we had before. And uh, on a system, it was actually it was actually two once we'd got back to Metropia. Ah. So now we have six. Okay. Oh, on well, a there system. You go. Someone wants extra XP. By the way, did you all add your 2,000 XP? I did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Banging. Okay. We haven't really talked about it. Hopefully you got some fun times out of that. Sure did. I was... 500 short of leveling up. Yeah, I'm gonna, once we've once, uh, fucking pincer guy uh... <laughs> so racist! Pincer guy! Chop chop! Yeah! Chop chop! Um, once he's fucked off westwardly, um, I will, uh, gather everyone in the, in the crew quarters below deck uh, and I guess I'll, I guess I'll kind of go through, go through the plan. Now we've got, now we've got enough oil. In fact, can we work out how much oil it would take us to travel from here to the diver's grave and back? From here to, from here to, from the torrid reef to the diver's grave and then back to Little Tiverton, let's say. So you're currently in uh, the Torrid Reef. You yeah. want to go to the Diver's Grave. I would say conservatively if everything went well. Being that you're no longer in a reef and you'd be plain sailing, you could get from the Everplume to the Diver's Grave in about a barrel and a half. Mm-hmm. And then if you wanted to get back to Little Titherton, you'd be looking at two barrels, probably. Two. Yeah. Sick. Or if you wanted to get to Palmaflora, which is on the bottom of the peninsula, you could probably do that in two as well. Unless you wanted to stop off on one of the isles on the way, which you could probably do in one. Yeah, we could always go to if we if things go if things go really wrong at the diver's grave, we could always head for either Darktoe or Bisaft. Darktoe is more likely to have facilities for boats and shit but it's potentially a, a bit more dangerous yes dark toe i think you would know i could be wrong here and feel free to hold me to account and i'll probably end up regretting this i get the feeling that you know that the plank king who is the criminal sort of like mastermind i think you know that he lives on Dark Toe, because you've run up against various of his henchmen. The Clovis, before. the Clovis Concord, and his, he doesn't work his for people. the Clovis Concord. He works. No, for no, no. That's what I'm saying. We because we, we yeah because we ran up against the Clovis Concord and his like pirate people. The guy in the black armor we ran up against as well. Tyrus the Black. Yeah, I mean, there's a few islands around. Around where Bisaft is, and that's slightly closer to. I mean, Palm, I mean, Palmaflora is fairly close to the diver's grave, anyway. I think we could probably make it there if we if we got into trouble. I mean, that altogether, if the, that that's like what three and a half barrels of oil, and we've and we've got six. I think we head for the diver's grave, try and get this last emmental, and then after that, we just got to figure out. Well, the only thing we've got to figure out is who to invite to the fucking party. 
Sana da police. <laughs> <laughs> Belsiar, any any thoughts, any objections? I know we've got a lot of magic items as well that we could do with identifying, but kinda like to I like to get this done. But Belsia is just sitting by himself in the corner and occasionally stands up and goes like pew pew with, with an imaginary laser gun and then sits down again and cries some more. Oh, you feel a pecking in your waistline as you look down and you just see your little crow poking his head out of his pocket. Okay, Kato. A pecking in your waistline. <laughs> pecking at your waistline. As you pull your crow out, your familiar, Kato looks at you. He's like, oh, why are you so sad? I had a cool laser gun and then I lost it. And now I'm sad. You had a cool crow, but you never talked to him. <laughs> you don't go pew pew or shoot dragons or whatever. You, you're just a He looks at you crow. with real sass. I am a vampiric crow. I drink blood. What more do you want from me? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? And he just holds his wings out. He's already a vampire, Belsia. Anything else would kind of be like a hat on a hat. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he talks. He's, he's already like Talking a hat on a hat. Talking vampire crow. Yeah, but... Anyone that calls himself cool is not cool. He's got glowing red eyes and two fangs hanging out of his beak as he's like, I didn't notice that you didn't even offer me one of those plump little orphans. All right. Okay, we got to distance ourselves from from Kato. Kato, we can't eat the orphans. The orphans just wanted a laser gun of their own. They just start crying again. Oh God, you're so weak. It's ridiculous. Look, you made me a fucking vampire. The very least you could do is keep me to the life that I am accustomed to. Maybe you know, bounce me a little juicy nugget every so often. Wait, wait, Kato. It's a serious question. You're a vampire yes. crow. You're a vampire crow. Yes. Can you can you can you feed on other crows? Yeah, I believe so. You could just fly up and find one. They wouldn't even know you're a vampire until you got too close. Until they were in the danger zone. He he looks at you and hope enters. <laughs> you just fucking Kenny Loggins me. As he's like Yes, but unfortunately, I am a vampire. If I was to fly in the sky where the crows were out, I would die. Crows not at night. Stay around at night, right? Yeah, you could. I mean, any bird will do. You don't have to stick to your own race. Fine. We can go hunting together, Kato. I can be a bat, and you can be <gasps> a crow. Maybe this will be a new phase in our relationship. Maybe things aren't so bad after all. You know what? I think maybe that would be good. Some father-son bonding time, maybe. I'd like that. Would you like to come hunt with me? I'd like that very much, Kato. Okay. Come with me. As you see, <laughs> Belsia transform into a bat, as you can, as a vampire. As you and the crow leave... It is daytime, right? You both burst into flames, because it's day. <laughs> as your crumbling bodies land in the sea... Back into mists. <laughs> as you make it as far as the door, as Kato's like, oh, no, no, maybe no, no, no. we should leave this until a more suitable time. 
if everyone's cool with the plan, I will I will use the map and orient ourselves towards the diver's grave. And then um, Kato's like, I'm very sorry. Could you repeat the plan? I was um, in the pocket. You were getting sassy, is what I'm you did. Sorry about Kato. My it's no, no, no. It's fine. He's a he's a member of the team. Just pressing him down, just punching a crow into your pocket. Feathers going in all directions. As Kato was like, "Wait a minute! One minute you wanted to have flying time with me. The next minute you're fisting me into your pocket." I'm getting very mixed messages here. I like you, Kato, but I can't be seen with you in front of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> my street cred simply can't take the hit uh, I'll relay the, the plan again for Kato to go to the diver's grave and then prob- probably back to um, Little Titherton if not back to Palmaflora we could always go back to Palmaflora that's close to Port de Mali you just hear a little muffled crow's voice coming from Belsiar's pocket as you just hear a little voice saying I agree. Yes, I'm in. Good, good stuff. It's good to, it's good to, ha- good to have you on the team, Kato. And then to everyone else, I just go. <laughs> <sighs> and then, dweeb. Uh, after a good five minutes of of uh, doing bits at Kato's expense, uh, I'll, um, I'll, I'll bid the vampires adieu as I go back above deck to to. Uh, to be at the helm. Enjoy the sun. I will enjoy the um, enjoy the en- enjoy the the dark. The dank. Yeah, I was about to say I was about to say dank, and then I was like, well, <laughs> I don't know what it's like in the ship. I'll take Barbara with me as well. Yeah, I wouldn't leave Barbara with the vampires. <laughs> <laughs> when Belcher gets into a coffee, his coffee, and I wind it back down because he's got he's got this alarm clock oh, yeah. on it, so I'll wind <laughs> it. Appreciate him. <laughs> and then I get to my get to my abode, and I sleep how I actually sleep in real life with my arms crossed. <laughs> is, that, is that true? I, I gingerly sleep like this. Do you sleep? Do you sleep like that in real life? Yeah, yeah. Does it? Do what? You, how is it? Wait, I have one thousand questions. That's so refined. That's such a. That is that is such a classy way of sleeping. <laughs> There's nothing classy about sleeping like a vampire. Yeah. Vampires are classy. We can all agree with that. They're regal as fuck. They're a broad spectrum. Not all vampires are classy. I would expect to see something like that on How I Met Your Mother from Barney Stinson. By the way, all of your cultural references are sitcoms. Like, everything is on a broad spectrum of, like, s- sitcoms. Reference, reference a little opera from time to time. Yeah, why can't you just reference, like, Hamlet just one time? A bit of fucking Shakespeare. Or, like... All right, checkers. Let's, uh... <laughs> oh, I'll Jesus up Christ. I'll my references, then. I'll have to read Don Quixote. <sighs> Jesus Christ. What a Richard III, am I right? Yes! <laughs> yeah, just waking up in a fucking car park in Leicester, hungover. I've been Richard III... <laughs> Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and this was the moment our podcast became intolerable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh God, we're just so oh, fuck me. Yeah, this is why no one ever All reviews us. Podcasts are trying to be more relatable, and we just drive in the opposite direction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to be relatable, and then AJ mentioned fucking checkers. <laughs> AJ mentioned landing your glider in checkers. <laughs> It's a happy childhood memory I've got, all right? It's not my fault that it's in just the whitest, most affluent thing you've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Not my fault. Yeah, that time I had to fucking check myself into the therapy centre because I was addicted to rosemary. Like, it's not my fault that I grew up affluent. Right, there we go, yeah. Yeah. Right, you're through taking the piss out of me. For, for now, I mean, for now, we've got we've got 14 <laughs> minutes left. I can't say for sure whether we'll stop for the rest of the episode, but okay, okay, excellent. Just gonna cry myself to sleep. Yeah, Tati's gonna go up to the helm with Barbara, um, and I think he goes up and he look like he's just like looking at the map. Just to like make sure that we're we're on the right course, and um, I think after like after like ten twenty seconds, and knowing that no one has has followed him up to the helm, other than Barbara, he just like starts sh- like shaking. His hands start shaking a little bit, and he's, like just starts sweating. Why is it shaking? Is it lower down or higher up? What do you wait? What do you mean? <laughs> What, what, what are you shaking, sir? My hands. My hands are shaking. <laughs> okay, I thought your hands were shaking something else. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah, he's having a trauma wank. I've just been very cordial to everyone that's on the helm. Yeah. Well, I may as well use it. <laughs> Get some networking in. Type 5. No. Uh, yeah, ta- he, he starts... Type 5 starts. definitely sounds like a wank. There's never been a more apt fucking description of a wank than a type 5. <laughs> Anyone? Anyone want to jump on that? Anyone want to jump on that? Oh, man. There we go. Yeah, you can do it. You can do it without what you want. Tatty, I need you to make me a charisma saving throw. Okay, cool. Ooh, I don't know what my charisma saving throw is. Let me ask. And I will... It's only because I have I have advantage if the answer is yes. Is this magic? No. Eight. Uh, you feel overcome by a genuine sense of dread and fear. Uh, you're you're starting to struggle as time we're getting to a sorry serious bit of the storyline. You are building trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma, and you're now starting to suffer from fear, basically. But the problem is, you're not fearing of a thing. You're almost like scared of yourself. You're now struggling with genuine kind of trauma. So uh yeah you're going to you're going to be making any kind of um anything that's kind of intelligence or wisdom hmm. anything wisdom or charisma based I'm going to say you're going to roll with disadvantage for the next little bit like dexterity strength etc 
not so worried about. But at the moment, you are you are genuine. As you get on your own, the weight of the trauma, you implode in on yourself. So yeah, just for this hot little while, whilst you're you're dealing with your own demons, uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna be making wisdom and charisma checks with disadvantage until you okay. You, is that you just come out is that it. just is that just checks or is it saving throws as well? I just want to make sure saving throws as well. Okay, yeah. I'd just say for the next uh, for the next few hours. Okay, yeah, I think Tati's seeing like the kind of what we described when he when he went unconscious against the dragon. He's seeing the like mm. weird, the weird golden fields of like Elysium that he could kind of see there, and then it like it keeps cutting like in his in his mind it keeps cutting between that and like what looks like a horrific dark landscape just filled with fog and like jagged mountains in the background cold just like flicking back and forth between these two like uh environments um and yeah he's like he probably when he when he stops seeing that he's probably got a bit of a cold sweat on and his like his hands are shaking against the against the the helm of the ship. As, as you internalize all of this, as you're going on that journey mentally, you've got sort of cold sweat with the beads of sweat forming on you. You are dealing with your own fear, your own trauma, as you look round and jump out of your skin as you see the smiling face of a goblin just standing outside the glass of the door of the cabin as you see toad flaps just smiling at you as you jump like six inches off your chair <laughs> she's like all right there's not really had an opportunity to talk about your death i mean i was unconscious and die um if you want to talk about what that does for your life debt that's that's <laughs> cool you, you don't have to we never really talked specifics. I mean, I came here more from a support point of view, not really a logistical point of view. I just wanted to check in and make sure you're all right. Can I make an insight check? How obvious is it that I'm not all right? Uh, I think it's... You... I see what you're saying. You're, you want to make an insight check on yourself to see how badly well no i mean like how how obvious like looking at her if i'm if i'm reading the expression on her face oh i see talking like how obvious is it that she can very easily read the beads of sweat the shaking hands so it's 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 a wisdom uh, it's insight is wisdom based skill checks you're going to be making it a disadvantage because you're super paranoid oh that wasn't so bad actually um this insight. Fifteen. Yeah. You're you're well aware that you are manifesting trauma. Like you're you're manifesting you're like you're heavy breathing, you pallid. You're pallid for a burnt man, and that's impressive. As you look down at your burnt <laughs> hand, you're somehow almost like pallid. As uh, yeah, you've just got a cold sweat on, heavy breathing, like you're a bit jittery. You nearly shat your pants when she turned up to, to say hello. Uh, yeah, you're mm. pretty sure she 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 can see it. I'll I'll just be like, yeah. Um, it. I think I sigh like really. I sigh for like a good a good a good round of combat, like a good six second sigh. 
Uh, sighing is a free action, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, that's the name of the episode. Sighing is a free sighing action. Sighing is a free action, yeah. That Roy Orbison song. I just, I just say... <laughs> it is what it is. We fought a dragon. I got burnt to a crisp. Um, I went. I was unconscious for a little while. I saw. Uh, I saw something. Probably it could have been the other side. I don't know how close I was to actually dying. Um, and it's. I'm not. It doesn't sit well with me. Not yet. Um, I've done a lot of stupid things, and I've. I've managed to escape that. I've managed to escape that fate for a long time. And I never thought I would be scared of what happens after we die, especially the amount of people I've killed. But here we are. She looks at you and just says, Look, I appreciate not everyone wants to be sharing and caring, but it's important to talk about your feelings. And being that I'm should we say, stuck with you with a life debt. I'd appreciate you taking care of yourself a little bit. I don't want to die for no reason. Well, I gotta keep you on your toes, right? You know, if I don't go running into fucking dragon fire, will you get a life debt yourself to one of these one of these guys? You get a life debt yourself to a vampire? You'll be in a you'll be in never be out of a job. No. But you did a kindness to me and my people, and I'll do a kindness to you. That's how this goes. But that doesn't mean I want you to die. So you take care of yourself, wee man. As she pumps your hand, and it hurts like fuck, because you've almost got no skin left on the palm of your hands. As she about turns, just smearing some of you off her. As uh, she just walks away into the shadows, leaving you at the helm of your boat I'll probably just like absentmindedly stroke Barbara's um head I I imagine she's like just like probably stood up a little bit while while Toad Flaps was here and it's probably just like leaning against my leg or something so I'll just give Barbara a quick a quick scritch while I while I check the map and put us put us on course take a deep breath and then head off and that's where we're going to leave this week's episode. There you go. A poignant end to an episode. That's the first in 102 episodes. I don't think we've ever had a poignant end. God, we're growing as people. Is this a new phase? Feels weird. <laughs> episode 102, when this podcast got serious. We're pivoting. Okay, right. Any any last words from you, Retrobates? Anything you want to shoehorn in? Check out check out Actual Play UK's Twitch stream uh, on uh, on Friday the Friday the sixth of October at half seven, I think. Uh, to uh, to to hear to hear me do a terrible a terrible uh, orphan voice for a little rat boy, uh, and and then go absolutely wild, uh, just punching the shit out of people when we got into combat. It was great. I had a fantastic time. Um, and um, yeah, that's all I got. That's it. Phenomenal. Uh, anything from you, Mr. Rag? Or 
Mr. Durant? Um, just uh, make sure you sign up to my OnlyFans while I eat uh, <laughs> dick-shaped food mm. items. Uh, oh, dear God. shaped food items as well. Really? I also ate some chocolate butts, uh, if that's what you're into. <laughs> I was going to ask for your review of the of the chocolate. Was it chocolate butts and chocolate pussy? Uh, two chocolate butts and chocolate ticks. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. They were all right. They were, they were the best. Oh, that's disappointing. There we go. That's how you maintain the poignant energy, listeners. Mm. <laughs> uh, there we go. Right. Yes, Mr. Matt, anything from Finland? Um, no, I'd just like to add my support to Rocky's OnlyFans. <laughs> Not to Chris's attempt at integrating with other podcasts and streams in the in the D no. community. Oh, no, no, <laughs> it's all about the dick shape. But, but but to Mister Rags make believe <laughs> masturbatory content. I am exclusively here to watch Chris Rag eat dick shaped food and then review those foods because you know he will. Yes. Rag Eat Sticks Limited appreciates your endorsement. <laughs> uh-huh. I think it's actually, if you go to OnlyFans, it's at Type 5. There <laughs> 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 we go, listeners. We just want to say a massive thank you for joining us for another episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast. It means the world to us that you hung around. We would ask, it would be cheeky, if you could get over to wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a five-star review, that would mean the absolute world to us. In the meantime, if you want to chat to us about anything you've heard across the course of this episode, you can find us on X, formerly known as Twitter, where you can find us at Adventurers A-N-O number one. Or you can find us on Instagram, where you can chat to Mr. Chris Neal. Uh, Or you can find us on Blue Sky, which we're currently trying out, and Threads which seems to be growing in popularity. Um, yeah, there's a number of places. Or you could just go to adventures-anonymous.com and you can have at it with all of our back catalogue of episodes, artwork, and uh, you can you can send us a message through the contact form there. Or if you're feeling really supportive, you can go on patreon.com and find the Adventures Anonymous podcast and come and support us financially. That would also help us with buying new equipment, getting more artwork done, and a whole myriad of other stuff. Yeah, join, join, join us, join us on Patreon. If you think that if you think that these episodes are wild and off the rails, you should see how much gets lost in the edit. How much we have to? I take mean, some out. of it is still not repeatable. Like the thing that I just had to bleep out is still never coming back. Yeah, that can't go anywhere. That can't go anywhere. That's AJ will lose his job in the civil service if that goes anywhere. I don't even know if that's no. I, I don't. I feel a bit ill now after you said that. <laughs> and if we're being honest, I'm too pretty for prison. So uh, yeah. I'm just, it's a hard pass for me. But thank you. Uh, if they didn't arrest my dad for crashing his plane into checkers, they're not going to arrest me. So, yeah. Okay. All right, listeners, that's it. We hope you have an amazing week. We hope you come back next week and join us for more of this shit. But in the meantime, remember... Stay tipsy. <laughs> Excelsior! Do you know my favourite bit? I have to take them all and then realign them and mash them into one hideous fucking sound. Do you actually? Yes! Go go and listen to the end of the episodes. It's always an absolute fucking horse race of bullshit. (laughs)
A horse race of bullshit. <laughs> a horse race of bullshit. Don't you call me out on this shit. Don't draw this episode out. Any I'm, not calling, I'm not calling you out. I think that was a great metaphor for audio editing. All right. I, that uh, now now that I know that, I'll stop being off time on purpose yeah. for lols and we'll be more me too. Oh, Jesus. Do you remember when we used to do that bullshit? Matt was like, yeah, we all need to clap on time. And I'd be like, five, four, three. And someone would be like, <laughs> I'm like, no, not on three. On one. There you go. Right. That's it. It's over. The end. Piss off. Go home. Go on, Mr. Chris Neal. Deliver your little message. Uh, good night, my precious blueberries. Uh, may your may your dreams be uh, pleasant and and of sunshine, and not the nightmarish hellscape or or being naked at work kinds. Um. Wow. Bye. That's that's on top of it. <laughs> um, that's it. <laughs> that's fucking. What what even is that? Who dreams about being naked at work? That's not a real thing. Have you not had that? Not even porn stars dream, dream about Have being naked had, at work. You never had that. You never had that dream. I've had that dream before. No. Not for this job. But my reality is that I'm naked at work. I guess uh, not in work hours, but. <laughs> <I> <laughs> I still have recurring dreams about not having prepared enough for my Latin test on a Monday morning and coming in and not being able to decline, like, some verb. And then the Latin teacher just looking at me with sadness in her eyes. I mean, we've all been there. Because you have a tiny penis. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) These, these... These Latin teachers, they think they're so classy, but when they see a small dick, they're going to laugh. Wow. Really? Just a tiny little schmeckle of a thing. Schmeckle. Minimus dickus, as they say in Rome. Minimus dickus. Wow. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Right, well, have you milked the tiny nub of a penis for all it's worth there, Chris Neal, or have you got anything else? Do you want to try and... Well, no, that was that was what your Latin teacher was going to do until they got too sad. <laughs> Are these our highbrow pop culture reference? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's the same jokes we usually make, but it's about Latin teachers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I, I remember when I was in... I'd just come in from a game of fives at, at prep school, and we had Latin oh, class. Fuck off! And the teacher came in and said, "Fuck off!" No one, no one knows father. what fives is. <laughs> you're just, fu- you're goading me crash. now. chickens. <laughs> Stop goading me with posh references that only posh people would get. Fives is a very did actually, flatty sport. Did you actually play fives? Yes. Really? Uh, I, I didn't. I can barely play squash. If you can't play squash, there's no chance you can play five. It's the same sport minus the racket, so you've got to be even faster. You just play You play squash with your hands. Huh. Uh, That's not so. It's the kind of thing that posh people do. There you go. Uh, no, I used to be in the uh, illegal underground peacock fighting ring behind the bike shop. <laughs> so, yeah. That's... You had, right. pent- you, happy? you had a lot of you had a lot of pent up aggression for a <laughs> for a posh kid. You just wanted to get in there and fight some peacocks. Uh, well, there was you missed the low hanging fruit of pea- peacock there. 
Like, <laughs> I left it dangling for you. If you, you forgot the moment when Raggy said, "We're we, this is where we do our highbrow humor." <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Low okay. hanging fruit. Yes. No, no, no. Highbrow. Yes, yes, yes. Highbrow. Highbrow. Right, I'm gonna go and and rub a salve on these wounds. Maybe some organic <laughs> kelp butter. I can't believe you turned down the fucking organic kelp butter for your wounds. Such a save it for the orphans. There's shitloads of calories in that. There's <laughs> some poor <laughs> fucking fat orphan just eating pure butter. Please, I mean, sir, I mean you ration more. it out. Don't give it all to one kid. God, it's like <laughs> this guy's city hasn't been destroyed before. <laughs> so needy. Yep, 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 yep. Then don't make the racial claws thing. Just because he's just because he's a just because he's a lobster. That's a good point, actually. Right, as fun as this has been, I need to check out and recharge my batteries. There's only so much of you fuckwits I can take in one sitting. Otherwise, I've, actually, I'm really just going to cry. I'm just going to go okay. and just weep like Belsia. Yeah, that's cool. Gently weeping for his squealer. <laughs> Thank you for your time. <laughs> squealing. That's all right. Squealing and weeping. It's <laughs> squeal, squealing and a weeping to a tie five. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I'm going to do. All right. All right. AJ out. Thank you. Bye. It's been a pleasure and an honor. See you. Bye. Till next week. <laughs>